Section 15 of Unbeaten Tracks in Japan by Isabella L. Bird. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Avai in April 2012. Letter 12, Part 1. Kurumatoge, June 30th. After the hard travelling of six days, the rest of Sunday in a quiet place at a high elevation is truly delightful. Mountains and passes, valleys and rice swamps, forests and rice swamps, villages and rice swamps, poverty, industry, dirt, ruinous temples, prostrate Buddhas, strings of straw-shod pack-horses, long grey featureless streets and quiet staring crowds are all jumbled up fantastically in my memory fine weather accompanied me through beautiful scenery from ikari to yokokawa where i ate my lunch in the street to avoid the innumerable fleas of the tea-house with a circle round me of nearly all the inhabitants at first the children both old and young were so frightened that they ran away but by degrees they timidly came back, clinging to the skirts of their parents, skirts in this case being a metaphorical expression, running away again as often as I looked at them. The crowd was filthy and squalid beyond description. Why should the quiver of poverty be so very full? One asks as one looks as the swarms of gentle, naked, old-fashioned children, born to a heritage of hard toil, to be, like their parents, devoured by vermin and pressed hard for taxes. A horse kicked off my saddle before it was girthed, the crowd scattered right and left, and work, which had been suspended for two hours to stare at the foreigner, began again. A long ascent took us up to the top of a pass 2,500 feet in height, a projecting spur not thirty feet wide, with a grand view of mountains and ravines, and a maze of involved streams, which unite in a vigorous torrent, whose course we followed for some hours, till it expanded into a quiet river, lounging lazily through a rice swamp of considerable extent. The map is blank in this region, but I judged, as I afterwards found rightly, that at that pass we had crossed the watershed, and that the streams thenceforward no longer fall into the Pacific, but into the Sea of Japan. At Itosawa the horses produced stumbled so intolerably that I walked the last stage, and reached Kayashima, a miserable village of fifty-seven houses, so exhausted that I could not go farther, and was obliged to put up with worse accommodation even than at Fujihara, with less strength for its hardships. The yadoya was simply awful. The daidokoro had a large wood-fire burning in a trench, filling the whole place with stinging smoke, from which my room, which was merely screened off by some dilipitated shoji, was not exempt. The rafters were black and shiny with soot and moisture. The housemaster, who knelt persistently on the floor of my room till he was dislodged by Ito, apologized for the dirt of his house, as well he might. Stifling, dark, and smoky as my room was, I had to close the paper windows, owing to the crowd which assembled in the street. 
there was neither rice nor soy and ito who values his own comfort began to speak to the housemaster and servants loudly and roughly and to throw my things about a style of acting which i promptly terminated for nothing could be more hurtful to a foreigner or more unkind to the people than for a servant to be rude and bullying and the man was most polite and never approached me but on bended knees when i gave him my passport as the custom is he touched his forehead with it and then touched the earth with his forehead i found nothing that i could eat except black beans and boiled cucumbers the room was dark dirty vile noisy and poisoned by sewage odours as rooms unfortunately are very apt to be at the end of the rice planting there is a holiday for two days when many offerings are made to inari the god of rice farmers and the holiday makers kept up their revel all night and drums stationary and peripatetic were constantly beaten in such a way as to prevent sleep a little boy the housemaster's son was suffering from a very bad cough and a few drops of chlorodyne which i gave him allayed it so completely that the cure was noised abroad in the earliest hours of the next morning and by five o'clock nearly the whole population was assembled outside my room with much whispering and shuffling of shoeless feet and applications of eyes to the many holes in the paper windows when i drew aside the shoji i was disconcerted by the painful sight which presented itself for the people were pressing one upon another fathers and mothers holding naked children covered with skin disease or with scald head or ringworm daughters leading mothers nearly blind men exhibiting painful sores children blinking with eyes infested by flies and nearly closed with ophthalmia and all sick and well in truly vile raiment lamentably dirty and swarming with vermin the sick asking for medicine and the well either bringing the sick or gratifying an apathetic curiosity sadly i told them that i did not understand their manifold diseases and torments and that if i did i had no stock of medicines and that in my own country the constant washing of clothes the constant application of water to the skin accompanied by friction with clean cloths would be much relied upon by doctors for the cure and prevention of similar cutaneous diseases to pacify them i made some ointment of animal fat and flowers of sulphur extracted with difficulty from some man's hoard and told them how to apply it to some of the worst cases the horse being unused to a girth became fidgety as it was being saddled creating a stampede among the crowd and the mago would not touch it again they are as much afraid of their gentle mares as if they were panthers all the children followed me for a considerable distance and a good many of the adults made an excuse for going in the same direction these people wear no linen and their clothes which are seldom washed are constantly worn night and day as long as they will hold together they seal up their houses as hermetically as they can at night and herd together in numbers in one sleeping-room with its atmosphere vitiated to begin with by charcoal and tobacco fumes huddled up in their dirty garments in wadded quilts which are kept during the day in closed cupboards and are seldom washed from one year's end to another
the tatami between a tolerably fair exterior swarm with insect life and are receptacles of dust organic matters etc the hair which is loaded with oil and bandolin is dressed once a week or less often in these districts and it is unnecessary to enter into any details regarding the distressing results and much besides may be left to the imagination the persons of the people especially of the children are infested with vermin and one fruitful source of skin sores is the irritation arising from this cause the floors of houses being concealed by mats are laid down carelessly with gaps between the boards and as the damp earth is only eighteen inches or two feet below emanations of all kinds enter the mats and pass into the rooms the houses in this region and i believe everywhere are hermetically sealed at night both in summer and winter the amado which are made without ventilators literally boxing them in so that unless they are falling to pieces which is rarely the case none of the air vitiated by the breathing of many persons by the emanations from their bodies and clothing by the miasmata produced by defective domestic arrangements and by the fumes from charcoal hibachi can ever be renewed exercise is seldom taken from choice and unless the women work in the fields they hang over charcoal fumes the whole day for five months of the year engaged in interminable processes of cooking or in the attempt to get warm much of the food of the peasantry is raw or half-raw salt fish and vegetables rendered indigestible by being coarsely pickled all bolted with the most marvellous rapidity as if the one object of life were to rush through a meal in the shortest possible time the married women look as if they had never known youth and their skin is apt to be like tanned leather at kayashima i asked the housemaster's wife who looked about fifty how old she was a polite question in japan and she replied twenty-two one of many similar surprises her boy was five years old and was still unweaned this digression disposes of one aspect of the population End of section fifteen